This is Hawaii Rising, a podcast from the Hawaii People's Fund. I'm Kenji Cataldo. I'm Suyuno Amos. Each week, we'll be talking story with grassroots community organizers at the forefront of progressive movements for change in Hawaii. Over this series, we're featuring the 30 grantees who received community-raised funds through the Hawaii People's Fund this year. It's our biggest cohort to date, and we're so excited to share their stories with you. We're kicking off with an episode introducing the People's Fund itself, its approach to grassroots grant-making, and its almost 50-year history supporting movement builders in Hawaii. We're talking today with Mickey Huihui, the Executive Director of HPF, and Matthew Kalana Ng, the President of the Board. But before we get into that conversation, since it's our first episode, a few words about who we are and why we're hosting this show. Kenji and I both got involved with Hawaii People's Fund through the giving project that they hosted in early 2021. And now I'm on staff at Hawaii People's Fund as Alaka'i Ho'omohala. And this year, I'm a media fellow with HPF, co-hosting and producing this series. And now on to our interview. Thank you, Mickey and Matt, for joining us today. We're so excited to be chatting with you. To begin, could you both introduce yourselves and tell us a little about Hawaii People's Fund? Sure. So, aloha mai, um, o au o Mickey hui hui, no puahala kani ohe mai au, no ho ikea wawa o palolo, ikea maula, um, he aloha aina au, he Hawaii au, haoli no au e alakaiana ikea hana aloha ma Hawaii People's Fund. Aloha. I'm Mickey, and I'm blessed to serve as the executive director at the Hawaii People's Fund. Our mission is to support, fund, and amplify the work of Hawaii-based grassroots organizations who are challenging systems of oppression. Um, We're the only organization in the world specifically addressing the needs of grassroots progressive movement builders in Hawaii. And we are so grateful to you both uh, for hosting this platform to help us amplify this important work. Mahalo, Kenji, and Suyuno. Yeah, mahalo to you folks. Ovao o Matthew Kaulana Ng, no nu'uanu maeau, he hawaiiau. I am blessed to be able to serve as the current president um, of the Hawaii People's Fund and to support Miki in her leadership and all the good work um, that she does for our community. Mahalo nui. Mahalo to you both for being here to speak with us. We're really excited to talk about Hawaii People's Fund today. And I know Mickey is always super, super humble and, you know, putting our grantees forward. But Hawaii People's Fund itself is also a really interesting organization with a really interesting origin story. I wonder if you could just speak about how Hawaii People's Fund began. Sure. So um, Hawaii People's Fund was founded in 1972. Uh, by a group of passionate activists who rejected the unregulated development and displacement um, and uh, the social and economic crisis that was sweeping across Hawaii as a result. And in 1971, in what Honani K. Trask called the birth of the Hawaiian modern Hawaiian movement, uh, farmers in Kalama Valley and their supporters, Kokua Hawaii, uh, they stood up to the Bishop of State uh, in the first public and super publicized challenge of farmland to real estate conversion. Uh, members of Kokua Hawaii included Hawaii People's Fund's founder, Mr. John Wittick, and many other patriots back when being a patriot wasn't 
cool. Um, like Uncle Larry Kamako Vivo Ole, uh, Kalani Ohello, Joy On, Pete Thompson, Uncle Soli Niheu, uh, Marion and John Kelly, Gary Kubota, Uncle Ray Katania from Kauai. You know, these folks and many others uh, galvanized community and redirected resources to support and sustain the direct action of resisting development in Kalama Valley. Um, of course, resourcing meant something totally different without the trappings of the nonprofit industrial complex. It meant uncle's got an envelope or brother is a cop, uh, social capital as well as capital capital uh, fueled these early efforts. And, and the, social, the socially conscious movement they instigated in the 70s is literally at the root of the People's Fund. Um, you know, having assembled a critical mass of key social justice advocates, giving rise to this idea that solidarity across struggles supported by community-based philanthropy could viably fuel a movement for positive change in, in Hawaii. And this movement spread, right? A movement of intersecting struggles, lifting each other up, um, support for Kalama gathered awareness and action in Avavamalu. These folks lent a hand in resisting the Chinatown evictions, many of whom were laborers, um, who in turn showed up to stand with Ko'olau in Waihole Waikane. Um, the Filipino and Japanese immigrant community at Ota Camp, who stood with Kanaka in the Koholawe struggle and the San Island evictions resistance. It was a movement of resistance to what was becoming the norm of development and displacement and dispossession, uh, socially and economically. And this cross-class, cross-race, cross-issue, intersectional approach to organizing, right, supported by the generosity of a community who valued the critical importance of a just and equitable Hawaii, this, this is our creation story. And for almost 50 years, um, our Ohana has challenged these historical inequities by resourcing and advocating for those who are upending and healing the effects of it. People's Fund has deployed hundreds of small grants to grassroots organizations who continue to propel this homegrown movement for justice and peace and equity in Hawaii. Yeah, and um, almost 50 years later, we're still seeing a lot of the same struggles, you know, like as we record this, the pandemic eviction moratorium is expiring. And we're seeing a lot of people in our community who are stepping up and organizing to keep our neighbors housed. You know, like throughout this whole pandemic, a lot of us were praising frontline workers. And there was a lot of irony in that, you know, because a lot of times these are the people who um, are getting hit the worst and are getting paid the least. And now um, unemployment and throughout this whole pandemic, unemployment has been one of the biggest issues. Um, but guess who's out there organizing for unemployed local people? It's Mr. Wittick at the um, Hawaii Worker Center. You know, 50 years later, he's the guy there on the street organizing. He's, you know, out there with his signs. He's gathering people outside the state unemployment office chanting outside their locked doors you know he's he's just demanding with our neighbors that that they need to help our communities out and um you know right now as we record this i'm actually wearing a t-shirt that has a picture of marion kelly on it um and this is a shirt from Ea, where they honored her this year um they're one of our one of the organizations that we've been honored to support for years and years and you know, through all of this, it's just a repeating theme that 
I'm constantly reminded that the People's Fund is part of this lineage, you know, part of this intergenerational mo'oku hao for social justice here in Hawaii. And I just have so much aloha for this movement. And I am just so grateful to do my small part in it. Yeah, thanks for sharing that story about Mr. Wittick, Matt. I mean, every time I hear the origin story of Hawaii People's Fund and how it came to be, it always makes me think of how they were really doing mutual aid before mutual aid became this popularized term. And, you know, Mickey mentioned that now Hawaii People's Fund has had to take on this 501c3 structure, but I feel like um, HPF still somehow manages to do philanthropy in a way that feels more like mutual aid than, you know, what you would traditionally think of as philanthropy. And I think that that has a lot to do with the motto of change, not charity. Um, could you just speak a little bit about your intersectional approach to grant making and how you think about that? Right. So, our, yes, our mantra is change, not charity. And, you know, just as recently as last week, someone responded to our summer newsletter campaign saying, you're welcome, but there's nothing wrong with charity. And and we absolutely agree with this, right? Charity plays an important role in the philanthropic landscape, though we run a very different house when it comes to philanthropy. Um, the change work that we prioritize is the value that, that we add to the field. Uh, it's a unique approach to addressing inequities from the roots up versus from the top down. And we support and amplify those that are challenging the systems that result in the need for charity. Right? We view the difference between change and charity as transformation versus triage. And, and what matters most to our people is exactly what we fund. We, you know, my brash response when folks ask what HPF does is if there's an issue or a situation where folks are getting screwed because of oppression or systemic equities, and there's a group, a group of folks coming together to address the root causes of those inequities who are representative of the folks getting screwed, that's who we fund, right? Our intersectional approach to grant making uh, ensures that our most vulnerable communities in Hawaii are heard, served, and centered. Uh, and, and we uplift this through advocacy, um, through community-raised resources, and by dreaming of creative ways to connect people to the work. So the three guiding pillars in HPF's brand of social change philanthropy is constituent-led, community-wide and long-lasting effect. And these have been and continue to be the bare minimum criteria for our social justice grant making. Our grantees represent a wide spectrum of work on a diverse set of issues. And all of these issues, um, we believe, are interrelated and all are important. Sometimes grantees are hitting multiple issues at once, you know, which is a perfect example of the intersectional approach we take in our grant making. And um, this underscores the, underscores the importance of broadening our perspectives and promoting a movement building approach in every aspect of our work. You know, we, we recognize that the who is we serve already have the power. And by redirecting resources to fuel that power, uh, we ensure that the direct correlation between community giving and doing uh, results in social change that benefits everybody. In this coming year, what is HPF looking ahead to? Uh, we want to continue funding groups who keep their eye on the prize, who show up for a community, 
you know, um, right now when we look at um, what's next in our grant making, you know, there's there's little things like improving our our grant application this year, so making it easier to apply online. Um, always, we're trying to make it shorter and easier to fill fill out, you know. Um, and also looking at having more types of funding to support um, different projects and different tactics that people might be taking towards change. You know, so in addition to our regular annual grant um, cycle, you know, our annual cohort of um, People's Fund grants, we have our Urgent Action Grant program. And we actually launched it um, just before COVID hit, actually, um, our Urgent Action Grant program. You know, it's uh, it, it, it has a rolling deadline, so year-round. Um, we really strive for a four-day application to award turnaround time, which is really fast. You know, if you've ever applied for any other grants, um, that's kind of unheard of. But, you know, when we originally stood this up, um, I think this was like November 2019, like around then, um, it was originally meant to fund nonviolent direct action, you know, to support direct action. So, you know, if you can think about like when these flashpoint moments happen in movements or when like an emergent threat or opportunity hits, it really requires like quick action and organizing to mobilize community. And so it was really important to have a, a responsive funding program that, that could support that kind of action. And it's been, you know, it's been uh, two years at this point. Um, when, when COVID hit, we pivoted the program to focus more on groups who are stepping up to support basic human needs, really. So, you know, it's projects like getting food out to families who are affected by the pandemic or, or even who are like locked in by the floods on Kauai, you know, or facilitating um, or supporting mutual aid networks. Um, Honestly, we're funding more triage type projects than the more like radical transformative work that we usually focus on. But still, I mean, the communities who are stepping up at that time for um, to, to meet those basic needs still had their long term vision focused beyond this moment in time. You know, um, even while they carried out this this triage work, they were focus on long-term change and how can we use this moment to, to build momentum, to build collective power for our community. And even as this whole like pandemic changes, you know, we're definitely going to be keeping our UAG program running. Um, it's been really successful. And um, I think it's something that can still support a lot of um, short-term um, urgent actions in our community. Awesome. Well, I wonder now if there's just anything else we haven't asked yet that either of you would like to share. Yeah. Um, well, you know, just mahalo again, Kenji and Suyuno, for hosting this podcast. Um, your Hana Aloha is right in line with with HPF's work in supporting and amplifying the movement. And and I want to encourage everyone listening, um, everyone listening in to reach in. If, if you want to learn more about Hawaii People's Fund or any of our grantees, we are really nice um, and we are a vibrant, dedicated ohana committed to peace and justice in Hawaii. And it's going to take lots of folks involved. Um, you can learn all about HPF and our grantees at our website, uh, hawaiipeoplesfund.org. 
um, on all our social media channels, on Facebook, on Instagram, on LinkedIn and Twitter. Uh, if, if you're a Hawaii-based grassroots organization with an urgent action need, check us out. Um, we accept grant proposals all year long and you can find that info also on our website. Um, and, and, and now, you know, we want folks to know that UAGs are still here uh, for this next wave of weirdness that we're moving through. Um, and if you want to plug into community giving and community doing model, you know, you can make a gift directly on our website, hawaiipeoplesfund.org for either HPF programming or our Hawaii Aloha Urgent Action Grants, uh, Grants Fund. Yeah, I, I second that. And I think the one message I have for people who might be listening is, um, you know, think back to a year ago, right? This is about September when we're recording this. So think back to the middle of the pandemic um, when you were thinking about what a new normal could look like. You know, don't forget how you felt during that time. The failures of our system were being revealed. That, that veil of artifice was lifted. Social awakenings were happening here and around the world, really. I mean, think back to the possibilities that you imagined and really believed could happen in a new normal. You know, as we see um, institutions pushing back to the old normal, you know, to trying to get you back to your old shopping habits, to your old labor habits, there is a better way. You know, we cannot afford to return to normalcy. The old normal did not work for most of us before COVID and it will not work after. The people who have the blueprint to make that new normal happen are our grantees. And in these podcasts, you're going to be able to listen to and get a little slice of how they think. These are people who are deeply embedded in their communities, people who have remained deeply invested in realizing change here in Hawaii for years and decades even. So I really just want to thank you guys, um, Suyuno and Kenji, for all your work in making this happen, um, and also for your friendship um, through the Giving Project, through the People's Fund, um, and just mahalo nui. Thank you both so much. Hawaii Rising is a podcast from the Hawaii People's Fund produced by me. And me. With additional support from... Mickey! Our theme music is Revolutionary from the band Ukla the Mock, written and sung by Mickey Hui Hui. Production of this podcast is supported by a fellowship from Princeton University. Thank you to our community donors and to you, our audience, for listening. In our next episode, we'll be speaking with Huiokua Pa. Uncle Walt would always say, one day the, the scholars are going to be coming to the pond to learn from you guys. Now you guys are not going to be going to the universities, it's going to be the other way around. You don't want to miss it.